inactive for two weeks. I've been prepping something. I ain't really been telling. I even told Sarah I was gonna speak tonight. So when I do that, it's, it's something that you know, it's just I'm like you gonna hear what you hear. Um, usually, when I do that, it's, it's because some stuff I don't even want to say. I'm like, Lord, why you gonna have me preach this? I'm like, I don't even want. I don't even want to talk about this. That's when you know something needs to be said. When you really want, you want to do it, because because most of the time when you preach. And Lord tell you something to preach outward, it's also preaching to yourself. Right. right, right. So, so then that, that comes into that too. Um, so with tonight, I got a few scriptures we're gonna go through. Um, and then I have some key points um that I'm gonna talk about. Um and we're going to kind of like um discuss and then after that we got some intercessory prayer, um, some specific things I really felt with this, and this is like for our group. Like this don't got nothing to do with it. This is just what I feel like for us individually. This is going to be like a thing. On another level tonight, uh, Jeremiah um, 29, 11. Y'all know this scripture. You've heard it thousands of times. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. It says, For I know the plans. So he says he knows. He knows the plans he has for us, declares the Lord. He said, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Mm -hmm. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you mm -hmm. seek me with all your heart. Wow. Wow. But right here he says, he has these plans. It says it right here. He has these plans for you to prosper. But he says, what he said you have to do first. He said, seek Same me thing. with what? All oh, your heart. Amen. He didn't say a little bit. He didn't say half. He said, all, all of it. He said, I don't want to have, I don't want to be like Cain and Abel. I just want to get you half the offer. He said, no, no, I want all of it. He said, I want all your heart. He said, I don't care if, you know, Yo, you had the, whatever is in your heart. He said, "I want it all." You know that song where he's like, "I want it all, and I want it now." That's what God said. He said, "I want it all." Amen. Come on. No signs. I want everything. Mm -hmm. Now we we've all known that scripture. We've heard pastors talk about it. You know, um, but what I've what I've really seen in this scripture, um, and then the Lord hit me with something, and I and I wrote it down. I'm gonna say this. That's what the Lord feels, but he says, this is what Satan says. Because you know how he likes to always mock God, y'all know. He can't never do nothing by himself. He always has to mock God. Mm -hmm. Or do the exact thing. Then I heard the enemy say, for I know the plans I have for you, declares Satan. Plans to keep you broke. Plans to keep you sick. Plans to harm you. Plans to keep you in poverty. Plans to keep you like your mama and daddy, who never broke any generational curse in your family. Plans to keep you in fear. Plans to keep you in anxiety. Anxiety. Plans to keep you as a failure, thinking that you're not good enough to serve me. Plans to see you as a messed up father, even though you've done the best you could. Plans to make you the enemy when all you did was try to bless all those around you. Plans, listen to this one, plans to make you think you're still not redeemed. So we have God, but the level says, I have plans too. You can either believe the Lord or you can believe my plans. And I feel like this is what the devil can never, only thing he can't kill us, he can't take us off. Only thing he can do, we talk about all the time, is get in our minds. 
That's the only thing, only thing he can operate in is our minds. That's the only thing. He can't, even if a, even if a witch put a curse on us, if we covered by the blood, he can't kill us. But he can operate in our minds to make us make choices that will reflect and turn into sin or turn into that tragedy. Because God, because God never wants to hurt anyone. It right. says He played. He said He declares. He says, "I don't want to harm you." Right. But right. the devil can put seeds in your head and bring people around you to make those bad choices, so it will lead to your destruction. Right. Oh. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, I got some keys here. We're gonna go through them. Um, and really, when I say this, really, really, really pay attention to it. Um, so, number one, and this is you know we know that God has a plan for us. To prosper us, to, to keep us in good health. We know all this stuff. We, we've heard it. But there are some points that as we walk into ministry, as we walk in this next season of our life, I feel like these are points that we really have to just grab onto and just really just take to take take it and just go with it. It says we have to be spiritually driven in this season. Spiritually driven. Everything we do has got to be by the Holy Spirit. And I'm speaking to me too. I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying like I'm I, I am far from perfect. I'm saying for me too. I'm saying this as a group as we speak it. That he said in this season, we cannot afford to allow our flesh to control us. Yes, come on. Come on. We can't afford it. We can we just can't afford it. We have to be spiritually driven human beings in the, in this time right now. He said, because we're living in a culture that's so sin-driven, how are we gonna know the difference? We can't be like them. He says to be separate. He said to be set apart. So he said you have to be spiritually driven. Spiritually driven and when we wake up on our ideas. Spiritually driven how we operate in our business and what we do. Spiritually driven in our houses. Spiritually driven on every financial business decision. He says we have to be spiritually driven. That's the first point. Be spiritually driven. Second point. Word and timing. And I heard it, he said, when God gives you a word, a vision, or something that is in your heart, a dream, a vision, um, something to act on, I heard him say, he says, or even a promise, he said, watch that the people around you don't try to unconvince you what God has already promised you. Because, I've heard that, I don't know if it's for anybody here, I'm just going by the Spirit. But, I feel like there's a lot of us and this even be for me too. There's a lot of us here, and I'm just here because this is what the Lord said. And I don't even say that, but I, I heard it so strong. A lot of us here won't go through uh, something because of a failure in the past, or He called you to do something, but because it didn't work out how we wanted it to. Again, we not being spirit in our flesh. We just want to throw it away. I said, God, that wasn't you. We said it was me. You just got in the way. You want spiritually driven. You was flesh driven. That's why it all came down. Because you, you were spiritually driven when I when I gave you the vision, right, right. when I gave you the promise, but then your flesh got in the way. Amen. So again, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this one more time. When God gives us the word, we cannot have it's important who's speaking on us, who's speaking to us, who we tell that word to, who we tell that word around us, because people have influential voices right. that can get into our minds and say, oh, that's not going to work, or you can't do that, or you can't do that. Sometimes, like I remember the story of Joseph. God gave Joseph dreams in the Bible. 
The first thing he did was tell his father and his brothers, and they laughed at him. They threw him in the pit. Right. Maybe if he would have just shut his mouth, maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he wouldn't. They wouldn't have did that. And everything that God promised him to save his family would have eventually happened. He, he, maybe if he would have just shut his mouth, he wouldn't have been. And the guy had to go through all that struggle. So again, when God, when He gives us a word or a promise, we have to. Sometimes we just gotta keep it to ourselves. Sometimes until that thing right, manifests. Right. That thing, because sometimes I've noticed in my life, I'll, I'll say something like, well, I, "I got this idea, or I got this dream, or I got, I gotta do, gotta do this." Right, right, and then right, right. somebody, you know, they hear it, and then people can, they can curse, they can curse the vision just by speaking. And you just want, you like, man, what? God gave me this vision. Why isn't it working out? And this happened. This happened is because you told the wrong people. Right. right. So we gotta, when God gives us a word, if it's not around people that you trust, that love you, that are, that are not there to harm you or damage you, we got to keep that. And also when God gives you word, it's, it's, it's a timing thing. Mm -hmm. And also God is never interested in the quick fix, y'all. Right, He's on. never interested in the right, quick right. fix. God enjoys the long, I'm long <laughs> process. Say long process. Long process. Say a long process. Long process. Because during the process, he's growing you. And growth is painful. That's why he enjoys it. Because even though you hate the process, God loves it because he says, you growing. You hate this pain, but you growing from it. You may not like it right now, but I guarantee you a year or two years from now, oh, you gonna love you gonna love who I'm turning you into. And sometimes I feel like as the body of Christ, sometimes when we are in the growing process, because I've done this too, we like to argue with God and say, you know what? I don't feel like growing. I'm going to go back and do what I was doing. Growing process because it's too painful. Sarah, we talked about it all the time. You see me all the time. You're like, Man, I don't want to do this. It's just too painful. I said, baby, we got to grow. We got to grow. We got to grow. Because if we don't grow, we just going to just stay who we are. Right, come on, and God doesn't come want that for us. He wants us to grow. Right, he wants us to advance. Right, he wants yes, us to get yes, better. Yes. Amen. 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 We should never at any point, and I've learned this, bumping my head over and over and over. You can never be comfortable when you're when you're serving God. Never. Because the right when you get comfortable, God will say, do this, do that, do that. And you'll be like, man, I ain't doing this. I'm not doing that. He'll be like, all right, well, you just you just delaying your growing process. I'm telling you what to do, but you're just being stubborn and hard-headed. He said, either you listen to me and you grow, or you will have to step back and do it all over again. But until you get it, right, right. you're going to keep going through the cycle. But eventually, when you get it and you push through, which I'm going to be talking about next, when you push through that and you do continue to grow, you'll be surprised the connection you'll start making, the people that will start coming to you without even you even doing anything, and things will start to enlarge and open up around you. Because you didn't avoid the growing process. Amen. Right. Again, growth is painful. It's very, very painful. And sometimes, a lot of times, when God gives us a dream or he gives us something or to hold on to, or he gives us a ministry idea or something like that, or even something that we want to go towards or become, he always prepares us first so we can carry and handle it better. God will never, ever give us... He'll give you like 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 for me. Like he'll tell me to do something, but and I'll say, oh, oh, go, cool, cool, and, I, and I'll go and I'll do it. And I and, and that's just the wrong thinking with me. He's like, he'll give me something and then I'll do it, 
But then I realize something I'm like, you know what, God? And I, I get mad because I'm like, why isn't this working out how I want? Like at, at, at the right the right speed or the right momentum. He was like, because I'm getting you ready so you can have it. I'm getting you ready. Because I'm not going to give you something if you're not ready to handle that. I'm not going to throw you in the fire if you're not ready to handle that responsibility. God don't do that. Now the devil will do that. He'll throw you out there. And he'll watch you crash and burn. But God loves you so much. He says, I got to take you to the process. Because there's some stuff I got to get out of you. I got to get it out of you. Because you can't be who I called you to be. Unless I get all that stuff that you, that you used to do as a child. You have to get all that out of you. All those familiar spirits. All those habits. All those things that you thought that you used to do. You find out that they're not really good habits. But you still do them out of it. So again, y'all, it's it's this is it's not just okay, God give me something or God give me this. It's like I'll give it to you. I love you. I'll give my children anything. But first I gotta get you right. First, I gotta get your mind right. First, I gotta get you physically right. First, I gotta get your mentality right. Right, right. Then I'll give it to you. See, but when we're in that growing process, we try to make things happen ourselves. Cause because we're we're not patient enough. We just want to jump to the first. That's why we got a microwave here. No. Sorry. Just put it in there, and but that but that's our the society we grew up in. Right. Right. But that's not God. That's how we operate in our time. God is outside of time. Outside of time, that's why He loves the process, because outside of the process, there is no time. Only reason we're going through time. And that's why the process there even is a process because we're in time. Right, right. If we were outside of eternity, it would happen like that. Right, right. But because we're in time, the process is going to be a struggle. Sin and this cursed world is a struggle. <laughs> just, it's a, just because God or the Holy Spirit Declare something to you in one season does not mean it will manifest or come to pass in the same season. I'm going to say that one more time. Just because God or the Holy Spirit declares something to you in one season does not mean it will or is supposed to manifest in that same season. It's not. Almost 99% of the time when God gives you something, it will not happen in your time and season. Never. Because in that time and season, he says, okay, for a couple years, I got to get you right for it. Right, right. I got to get you tired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God, though, listen to this. God has to echo his word or or, or that vision he's trying to give to you, a word for you, to eternity and into time for for it to get to you. That's because, because he's outside time. And we're in this cursed time when God says something or says a word, he's coming from outside of time. So that's why that's why we can't really fulfill the experience of really the glory of God because it would kill us. Because we're still in the sinful body. We're still in time. We're trapped in flesh. But we're trapped in this time, cursed time. Now, but outside of this time, God's not trapped in time like us. His understanding is way beyond our understanding because we're still in time. So when God 
says a word to you or he says something, it's operating outside of our time. We're still in time. We're trying to make ends meet, doing this, working this, doing this. God said, I I'm trying to get it to you, but it might take a while. I'm trying to echo it to you. That's why you got to listen. That's another thing we said when we first said about being spirit, spiritually driven in this season. Mm -hmm. We can't be so fleshly driven where we miss the voice of God. Because right. sometimes we miss it, y'all. Right, yeah. I've been in my yeah, life where sometimes I'm thinking I'm doing, I'm thinking, and I just I, I miss it. Right. I miss it. Right. I will be completely honest with y'all. In my life, I've missed it a few times. For a few times. And eventually you get it. You get it. Because the next time he speaks, you want it. Yeah, right, you own it. Right, right. You want it like Donkey Kong. You want it. <laughs> the next thing I want to say, going on to this, is this is also what he's he's trying to build in us and about. You know, we spoke about how he has a plan for us and to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us hope and a future. But a lot of this becoming Christ as a human being, as a man, as a woman, it's hard, y'all. Let's be honest here. This, this thing, walking this life, it is difficult sometimes. Because, again, we're fighting in time with this flesh. And it's difficult. But I heard God had me write, write, write this down. He says, and this is really what I want us to focus on, too. He says, if this is what it's about, this walk. The press, the process, the progress, and his grace. I'm going to say it one more time. The press, the process, the progress, and his grace. I'm going to some of my notes here. It says, God does not give the anointing to lazy Christians. Mm -hmm. Because the weight of it usually demands a press. Come on, come on. Don't think you can carry God's anointing. And I've learned this too. And Matt, Matt can probably tell you too. If you're carrying God's anointing and you're leading something, you're doing something... The weight of it is very, very, very heavy. Very heavy. And you have to press. You have to press. Because if you don't, because that's what he said. I'm not going to give my anointing to, to a lazy Christian who, who don't, you know, don't know how to manage the whole, manage people, manage different things. He said, you, you, you just, you'll fall. You, it'll all crumble because you don't have the capacity or the a stamina to, to carry, to carry my anointing, to carry my presence, to lead, to lead people. Because in order to lead people, you have to first carry my presence. You have to carry the weight of it. And if you don't know how to press through that thing, the devil will eat you up alive. Eat you up. In the kingdom, God desires to raise up some kingdom pressers in this season. Who want to live driven and passionate into the deep things and the mysteries of God. And will not be deceived by the culture of today. Right, right. And will not be afraid to go against the culture of today for righteousness. Because right. today we're living in a culture, y'all, it's blending. It's blending. And I'm not trying to say you have to fight or have an argument over something like, okay, you like, okay, maybe, maybe you're, you're talking to a homosexual. And, you know, like, the first thing you want to think of is like, oh, you know. Man, like, man, you know, you need to serve Jesus, man. It's like, no, man. I'm going to love that homosexual. Right. I might even doubt him. I might even be cool with him. But you better believe, like, I'm going to tell him, like, listen, if you want to be saved, man, like, this, this this is the truth. This is the way it is. And if and if you don't change, like, that's cool. But you also give, give that person an option out of love to say, you know, let change. Now, 
And again, we cannot blend the kingdom with the world. It says once you blend, it says the world is an enemy against God. So the world culture is actually against the anointing of God. So don't think you can carry the anointing of God messing with the world culture. It's not going to happen. That's right. It's not going to happen. This is the devil is the prince of the air. Right. So if you walking in there and if you now now listen. You can walk in there with the strong anointing and you can have the presence of God. But how many of we know have done it and they have fallen? Very few. So I'm not saying it's possible. There's been great men who've carried the presence of God, who've done the great works, who have done it. But if you really want to do that, you got to be prepared. You got to spend time in prayer. You got to be fasting. You got to do all that stuff. Because the enemy, he's he going to come knocking for you. Listen, you know, we talked about church. We, we, we know how, 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 the, how the church in our modern-day Christianity is supposed to, how they're operating in. Um, but we spend a lot of time, even me growing up, we spend a lot of time talking about heaven and hell. But we don't, we don't spend a lot of time really training people to walk in the realm of the spirit. We spend a lot of time talking about where you're going to go when you die. But how many of us have actually, like, Sit somebody down and say, this is how you walk in the spirit. Right, to train right. them and equip them. That's what Jesus did his three years with his son. He trained and he equipped them to be like him. He said, if you want to image somebody, you have to train them. And that's a long process of training. Definitely if they come from a home who had no training at all. So his purpose he wants to train us into the spiritual realm on the earthly realm. Not being the earth trying to influence us. We need to influence them. So again, we have to press. There's a weight to the anointing of God. There's a weight to carrying a ministry, to carrying... Um, a vision of God to carry anything related to God, there's weight to it. Because during that weight, that's where the growth season comes. I can't think of anyone in the Bible, man or woman, that God has called them and what he called them to do wasn't heaven. Y'all can name me one. Name me one. That in the end, end his life ends, or he didn't end up getting bashed, his name bashed to the ground, family destroyed. There's, there's a cost and there's a weight to this thing, y'all. And we can't keep living our lives like Okay, we can just live our lives and just go about it and think that what we're doing, there's not going to be repercussions because of it. There's going to be costs. There's going to be breakups. There's going to be friction between families because even Jesus says, if you love me and you love my ways, there will be people to oppose you. Even He said people even in your household will be your enemies. In your own family will be enemies. So this is real. This ain't no no like patty cake stuff. This is real life gospel stuff that the church don't talk about. Right. So we wonder when we get into families and we have all this stuff going on, it's because they never taught us this. Right. And they never taught me this. Mm -hmm. And also the progress. We talked about the progress. The press and the progress. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm going to keep repeating this. We're in time. God lives outside of time. Whenever he wants to get a word to us or get something to us, there's going to be a long process because he wants us to be in agreement with him. He wants us to be in time. And this is why we have to have a secret time of prayer. Because in that secret time of prayer, what's happening is we're having time connect outside of his time. This is why when Jesus always went to pray, which we talked about, 
He took those times out because he said, I need to touch eternity for a minute. This life is getting too much on my shoulders. I need a time out to reflect so I can hear God correctly. And what the devil wants you to do, he wants you to rush. He wants you to rush. Always rush, rush, rush. So you don't got time to hear. Because if you don't got time to hear, you in this time, you always do it, working, living life, doing this, doing this. God's going to say, slow down. Slow down and listen. And this, and, and God don't got like a mess up, crazy voice that's trying to condemn. Me and Alicia talking about, he got that still voice. Come to my presence. Come to refresh. Come to so I can refine you, so I can build you up, so I can make you who I've created you to be. And no matter how long it takes, no matter how far away we fall, He is faithful to complete what He started in us. He's faithful to complete us. I'm gonna read Philippians uh, chapter one and verse uh, one through eleven. Says Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Jesus Christ at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from our Lord God, Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God for every time I remember you, and on my prayers for you always, I always pray with joy because of your partnership with the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to the completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Yes, amen. It is right for me that I feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. Whether I am in chains or defending or confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how long all of you with the affection of Jesus Christ. So, so even here he says, y'all like, he began it in you. He began anew. If he begins something new, he will be faithful. He says he's faithful to complete it. And what is he completed? What 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 is he talking about when he says the work? What is he talking about when he says he's faithful to complete? What work? Our growth. Our spiritual growth. To be like him. To imitate him. To be like him. That's what he talked about. He said the good work. The good work is to deny our flesh. Is to be spiritually driven. Is to grow. Is to grow. He said, this is the good work of completion. He wants to, he said, until the day of Jesus Christ, no, until the day we got, we're going to always be growing, y'all. This thing's not going to just stop one day. We're always, we're always, we always have to grow. We always have to evolve. And we always have to get the purpose, God's purpose, God's will on the earth is for all his people to be like him. That's it. So we can experience his presence. And we, while we experience his presence, we can Embrace in his glory and bring other people with us. That that's it. He wants to build a family. Not a church, not a big business church idea. He wants to build a family. He wants to build, he's building his son a family. Why do you think Jesus is up there saying, God, can I go down and get him now? 
Can I go? Can I go to the earth? Can I, I want them to be with me where I am. He said, and then John, when he left, he said, I want you to be with me where I am. He said, it's not time yet. I have to wait on my father's permission. Experience my presence. All, all your brothers and sisters are not all the way here yet. Right, right. So yeah, y'all, there's a lot, there's a lot of growth in becoming like him because we're so flawed creatures, man. Because the moment when Adam and Eve ate that apple or ate that forbidden fruit, the process began. We were stuck in time. Before before the fruit, before they ate the fruit, we weren't in time. We didn't have a time clock to control what we did. Right, right. It was free. He walked in the cooler day with the Holy Spirit, the Lord. They were just chilling, cooler day. There was no limitations to them. They were, they were no, there was no time trying to, you got, we got to do this by this time. We got to do this by this time or, 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 or being controlled by, by the calendar or a clock. It was just peace. Right. It was just his presence. There was no control of time. Time didn't exist. But the moment when they sinned, the time clock began. So he says, in order for me now, because I have to be outside of time, because I can't dwell in this sin, I have to leave you and be outside of time. So I have to send my son, who was outside of time, into time to bring you back. And that's the whole reason why Jesus came. To bring, to enter gap between heaven and earth, and to bring his glory to the earth. So that's why he wants us to grow, because he knows, he, he if you don't grow... You can't experience his presence. You have to grow. We all have to grow and become more like him. This growth is very, very painful. Growing is very, very painful. But many times, this one right here. Many times we fail to hear God's voice. Or we fail to listen to the Holy Spirit is because there's something in us we haven't yet crucified in our flesh. Mm. I'm gonna read that again. Many times we fail to hear God. Mm -hmm. We fail to hear God, we miss it. Mm -hmm. It's because there's something in our flesh we have not crucified yet. Mm -hmm. And until we give that over to God, we will have death death ears. Because God can't dwell with sin. He told it to me. I said, man, you know what? I had to fall on my face. I said, you know what? You know, repent. You're always supposed to repent. But it just really shook me because this thing, God hates sin. We all know that. Like, God hates sin. And that's why he sent Jesus. He died for us. He knows that. But until he renews all things and we're in our, you know, our godly bodies, you know, our new earthly bodies, when we can reign with it for a thousand years, we're still in this broken society, y'all. We're still here. We're still here. Now, we can operate, we can hear the Holy Spirit, but the devil's plan is to operate to try to keep us in time and try to, like, get us really off focus under a distraction. He always tries to distract us from really hearing what we really mm-hmm. want to hear from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Trying to distract us so we don't impact who we need to impact. It's all distraction. That's all the devil can do is distract us. Because right. he knows what the ultimate the destination is. Right. He already knows. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to distract you, throw you off course. Mm-hmm. To get you off course so you don't hear what actually is actually God's echoing from eternity, so He has to distract you so you don't hear Him properly. But this is where grace comes in. His grace is sufficient. 
Despite our failures to grow at the right pace, despite all of our failures, His grace always brings us back. Brings us back to the beginning of where we started. Brings us back to what this is all about. Without grace, we will be like a dirty rag who has who has no <laughs> who has no hope. Without grace, we are like a sailor without a sail. Without grace, we have no hope at all. Without grace, where will we be? We would be in complete darkness with no 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 friend or no friends to comfort us. Our Lord is our our, our dear friend, our Father, our Comforter. Where would we be without Him and His grace? And this last part, I'm going to tell you guys. We cannot listen to God and please people at the same time. Man, like, and I'm just looking at a short testimony with me. Um, and I think one of the things that where we get kind of like sidetracked is, is sometimes we don't listen to God, but we also don't listen to the people who God has around us. We'd rather listen to this guy we don't ever met than someone who's been in your corner 100% of the time there we go. because you know it all or you, or you think you know it and then when you fall, then what? So, again, we have to be careful who, who's around us because sometimes God talks to people. He talks to people all the time. And it's always through people you might have a disagreement with. It's always through people you might not like because, again, he's making you grow. He's making you grow. Man, like Alicia said something to me the other day, I was, I, and I wanted to slap the out of her. But I was like, you know what? I went in my room, I said, you know what? I think that was you. You making me grow. And that's mature. It's out of love. But that's real. Right. That's Come real. On. Come on, yeah. That's right. Sometimes real hurt. Yeah. Sometimes real hurt, though. Would you rather somebody tell you the truth? And it have it hurt? Or have somebody lie to you and just make you feel all good and stuff yeah, like that? And you don't grow. Yeah, I'm speaking some real truth right here. Yeah, come on. This, yeah, this is some real truth. I'm going to hear this. This, right. this, is, this is straight real. I don't think you want to slap. Listen, the, the feeling was mutual back in Illinois. I wanna, when I cocked my head back, uh -huh, like, leave uh -huh. the thing you're talking to. Yeah, but, again, but again, that's what it is. You're supposed to challenge each other. Yes. You're supposed to. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> when you intimidated that. Again, my last scripture is James 1. James. James. James chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. James. A servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations greeting. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing hmm, the testing of your faith develops perseverance. We talked about that growth, y'all. We talked about growing, we talked about all this stuff. Listen, it says your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature. And complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lack wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he but when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts 
is like a wave on the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. For he is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. Goes back and forth. It's not a sure thing. He says, don't be like that. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. I'm just quoting. So he wants us to be stable-minded. He doesn't want us to be double-minded. Because that, that's the devil. You have to go back and forth. And this is not just a plain, just it is what it is. We're, that's the devil. That's when you got to question yourself. And I've been there too, like, thinking, like, what did they do? Should, should I take this job? Should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do that? And the Lord, the, one day the Lord said, he was like, stop all that. Yeah. Let it, let it be, like, make up your mind. Stop doing, because then, because then people won't see you just, yeah, just right. hiking over here. Like, yo, be, he said, be, be like a tree planted. Right. You're going to be somewhere planted. Right. Don't let nobody tell you what, like, this, I made up my mind. This is what I'm doing. Right. This is where I'm going to be. Right. And, 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 and if I struggle here, God's going to have to make some, make some, Put some uh, food and bird's mouth to get it to me. But I'm not going nowhere. Right. I'm Amen. staying right here and I'm going to be blessed right here. Amen. Right. Amen. So that, that's what all I had to say. Now tonight, uh, intercession, I just want to pray about growth, y'all. Just growth and just growth and just what he wants us to do in all of us is growth in this season. It could be our mental growth. It could be just maybe, maybe some stuff in the past or habits that we have to change. But let's just examine ourselves tonight and just say, like, are we really driving that spiritually driven, you know, life? Are we really just in our mental state and our, even in our health? Like, I've been working out lately, y'all. All right. I've been working out. I've been losing pounds, you know, going, doing my little gym thing. Right. I'm going to tell you what, it's helping your mind, man. It's helping you mentally. So, it's a blessing. So, and that's what I'm like with the Lord. Not only he wants us to be, you know, good spiritually, but healthy and all that, and all the ways in our mental state and all that. So, that's what growth is. We want to be great in the kingdom. Of course, we have to be humble. But also, like he says, you know, he doesn't want us to be, you know, broken, poor, and like he. But he has all the answers. We just gotta go to him. We gotta, we gotta listen. Right. We gotta tap into that outside time, you know, area and just and just tap in there right. and listen. Right. I know. I know. I know. I am in this season. Um, God's. I, I know He's gonna be stretching me this season. It's a lot of things, man. Even you know, being being a married being a married man. Been two years, and even like how he's been challenging my growth process, just thinking as as a married man, and you just grow. And a lot of things that you realize about yourself is scary. Like man, like am I am I really like this? Am I really like that? Then you take it to God, say, man, well, I, I really do have to change this. I really do have to look at myself in the mirror and change this. But it's healthy. It's healthy, y'all. You know, I think the one thing that the devil likes to do, he's like to condemn us. We make one mistake, or we make one, we say one thing, maybe to our kids, or maybe to. They someone we used to know, or maybe we've asked for forgiveness, like I talked about the other day, and they don't forgive you, and then and the devil comes up, oh, I mean, you ain't perfect, you a loser, you know what I mean? It's like, no, stop all that, stop all that. Mm -hmm. now, I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, yeah, like, that's their problem, like, I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm keep, I'm a keep right. going for the kingdom, right. I'm gonna keep growing, I'm gonna keep being me. Right. And I think that's what we have to, because the moment when the devil comes like that, he's just trying to stop our growth. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. that's, that, that's the whole point, when the yeah. devil comes in, he can't kill us, he just has to stop our growth. Mm -hmm. He has to stop our momentum, that's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. And that's where sometimes I know with me, I gotta stop. Cause sometimes, like you guys know, you know, like we don't talk about it. I got a temper sometimes. Sometimes I'll ask y'all. I have. I, 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 I'm going to pray. Um, and what we're gonna do is when we pray, um, what I want us to do, I'm going to start off in prayer, um, and I'm gonna pray for growth uh, for the body. And what I want you guys to do, I want you guys specifically to pray. You don't gotta say what it is. But you gotta say like like I'm gonna say I I I need I need growth 
in, 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 in patience. So I want to pray that patience have this perfect work, let's grow in patience, and all of us, we're going to take time. Like Sarah, if there's something you want to grow up in, let, let, let's speak this and declare. We all family here. We ain't trying to hide nothing. Because right. like Eugene said, which I, I love Eugene. I love when he starts <laughs> because he just really just paved this way for, for me to do it. You know, just the Holy Spirit is good. Because he talked about cast your cares, your burdens from the assembly of God, your faults. We pray for each other. So then when, when something does happen, we can say, I can go up to Sarah or I can go up to Lord and say, Lord, I know you struggle with that. Let me pray for you. Or I know you struggle. Like, see, I know you kind of struggle with your temper. Let me pray for you, man. That's how you grow. That's how you grow. Right, right. That's how you grow. Right. So right. I'm gonna start off. And like I said, I'm gonna start out. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray for you know patience for me. And and it, it, could, it could be somebody that is also needs patience. But let's just look at the fruit of the spirit tonight. Grow, peace, love. And let's just pray like pray into the atmosphere.